A week where technology saw planes grounded to a halt and a footballer offside because a fellow professional is a limbo extraordinaire. As one league takes a break, a podcast returns from one. Welcome to the Sunday League podcast. Firstly, a man who's been recovering from a busy deadline day in a tracksuit and yellow tie. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks, Scott. Uh, obviously, with a week off last week, I, I needed it because that uh, transfer window deadline day was a hectic one, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, I'm good to be back and uh, a long weekend rested. So, yeah, nice to see you. Back on the call, then? Yep, sure. I am. Uh, had to miss it, obviously, because I was working on uh, deadline day. But, uh, yeah, I'm back drinking again tonight. <laughs> I'm assuming you've got no squash tournaments coming up then, Dan. Uh, I played last night, to be fair. We're uh, one week left, uh, top of the league with seven points clear. So, unless we get a hammer in, uh, we'll be champions of the squash this uh, summer. Adam. Oh, there you go. Well, and is that that's all down to you not drinking? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, secondly, a man who is hopeful of a Saudi club still thinking that his first name is Gavin before their deadline day. Harris, how are you doing? All right, to be fair, Scott. Um, obviously, with all the press that's been going on recently, it's I don't. I think it has got to my head. Um, turned up to play football on Sunday. Got begged to play. Only to sit on the bench for 90 minutes. Uh, <laughs> only one sub was made all game. It is what it's taking part that counts. Um, well, you're taking seen part. It. Oh. <laughs> I was part of the team, so there, there was me taking part there. So you win? No, they lost one nil, so they were chasing oh, so the game. To celebrate to be a fair. loss. Yeah, they were chasing the game, but a tricky winger like myself coming on could have changed the game. But obviously, they obviously didn't see that. So you know, I'm back football, but my Monday night, uh, my Thursday night performances have been slacking recently as well. And last six without a win. Oh God! Um, Can you manage the Sunday gonna... league's been watching you on a Thursday night, and that's not what. That's why he's not picking you. Uh, I, I, it could be it, Dan. I, I'm putting in the performances, but there's just something about losing six in a row that's, I think, knocking my confidence a bit. Sounds a bit this like not... Jaden Sancho. Yeah, me. I was going to say, is this your Sancho moment where you're coming out and calling out the gaffer? <laughs> I'm Damari Gray. I just, <laughs> I can't play for people that don't respect me. <laughs> is it Lily's tonight or you got your football on for whatever reason you we've decided to start doing the podcast on a Thursday so Thursday night football I have to have H2O aqua oh. you know not coke aqua Ronaldo okay. knows that so there but no if we can if we if we change the day again when we get get back into the season see what happens I'll be back on the Lily's side I've, I've put a special requesting of two rhubarb and a mango from uh, the Lily's Lily's man that I know, Christian. You know. Yeah. Well, boys, we had to take a, a week off because, uh, well, I was stuck God knows where trying to get back to Madagascar with all the plane trouble. I think, was it last Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember now. Um, but the good news is I'm back. I'm back in Africa. Um, we've got no water and half the time we've got no power. So um, it's, it's good to be back. You know, it's good to be back. And it's boiling. Um there's no Guinness, that's gone. Um, so I'm back on I'm back on the, the local beer, the gold blanche, and uh we'll see how that goes for a little bit. Gold blanche.
Uh, right, boys, should we talk last week's football? Let's talk last week's football. Um, yeah, let's go. Super Sunday not only saw Roy Keane meet his match, it also saw VAR controversy and a late Arsenal victory. Damn, at one point in the first half, this was a fairly dull game. Um, but in the end, it was a bit full of everything, wasn't it? A pretty important win for Arsenal. Oh, massive win for Arsenal, I thought. To be honest, uh, well, I was uh, basing my whole Sunday around this game. I was like, uh, to the missus, I was like, we need to get all the jobs done. So my time is free as this this was a big game for me. I have a bit of a soft for Manchester United and I thought Arsenal are a decent side as well. So, yeah, I was looking forward to it. Then started watching it. I thought, this is all Arsenal. It's all like the possession base. They were controlling the game. Out of nowhere, obviously, Rashford gets the goal and I'm like, boom. Yeah, they're going to do this. They're really going to do this. And then they they kind of easily got the goal back with uh, started to take control of the game even more and got, uh, what was it, Odegaard? I thought then it would just step up. But then, yeah, it, it did step up another level after the halftime. I thought it was a really good game to watch, even just as a neutral, because at that point it was, yeah, I was just wanting a good game of football. But to say that, Manchester United, obviously the scoreline, I think, says that Manchester United probably got beaten off the park from it. But then you got to think, they've had this goal disallowed at uh, 88 minutes for Garnacho, And then obviously Arsenal have uh, scored. But they've got to push everything forward, haven't they, at that point? So to say losing 3-1, it does look a bit worse than what it actually was because Man U gave a good account of themselves, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that one. To be fair, Dan, I, I, I thought it was a bit harsh that offside was uh, was given. Was that, I with the still you can see the Arsenal player like leaning the the other way as if to say yeah. he's going to be playing him onside. Um, but it was it was a good end to that game, really. And I don't I don't quite understand how Declan Rice was unmarked at the back post. Like he had time to bring held it down back. with a bad touch. Johnny Evans volume. was held back. <laughs> but but then he's trying to blame the foul, and I I think it could have been a foul for that. I do I do think there was a bit of a tugging. Hey, the, as for Leicester fans though, did you not enjoy that Manchester United have spent near on half a billion in the last two seasons, and their send half part partnership finished as Harry Maguire, and Johnny <laughs> Evans. <laughs> yeah, but let's be let's be fair though we. I'll, I'll still take Johnny Evans to go. VAR seemed all over the place in this game, didn't it? Like, like I said, that took it, the foul potentially on uh, Evans, the Man U goal, which I don't know. I was watching it in a pub, so obviously you haven't always got the best view, but it must have been offside, but it was yeah. goddamn close. Um, there was a pen that was then overturned, even though that is a definite. Not a penalty because he moves his leg out to get. But fouled. what I didn't get is the first replay they showed was like from the keeper's point of view, you know, like front on. Oh, okay, yes. And it, and it looked like a pen, and then every yeah. other replay was just from behind him where it looked like a dive. And they sent the ref over and just showed him the one replay. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, you get stick all the time for having VAR on their favour. That's not helping. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, but yes. yeah, big big win for Arsenal, Harris. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm, 
I do like Arsenal. I just, I, I, for some reason, I'm sure I've got them to finish fourth this year. Um, I, I don't think I've got them to. Let me have a, sorry. Let me just check that. I think these are the, games, the big teams though. You have to win, aren't they? No, but then, but man, you don't know what Man U's going to turn up because no, that, that's what I'm saying. So Arsenal are basically thinking that, although even if Man U, when they turn up against Man City, aren't playing well, that's that's a game that isn't a guaranteed Man City win just because of the hype, the hype of it. It's it, the three points is all that matters. The good, uh, the Arsenal team didn't need to actually perform well. They just needed to come away with the points, if that makes sense. Yeah. I Man, you have probably just about got what they've deserved, haven't they? Because they've played a few games, as it Wolves at home, Spurs away, where, you know, they've been pretty jammy to get some results. So, yeah. it's probably that time, they get, you know, they ended up on the wrong side of one, to be fair. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, boys. UK viewers uh, who are willing to fork out around £100 a month were treated to Palace v Wolves in Sunday's early kickoff. But to be fair, ended up delivering with Palace running out 3-2 winners. Harris, what did you make of the game? It was quite an action-packed game, if I'm honest. Um, two sides that I don't really know how they're going to do this season. Uh, with Palace losing Zaha, that I always used to see that he was their only really atta- uh, attacking-minded player. Um, but they're, they're scoring goals. Like Edward again, uh, the ex-Celtic guy, he, he's started to perform again. Uh, he went for a stage under Vieira where I think he started scoring a few and then he just fell off the face of the earth. Um, was that right? Face of the earth? Yeah, that's right. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But action-packed game, end-to-end. Eze got a goal, which him signing the contract for Palace is massive because he's, yeah, he's one of really. their talents coming through. I don't really see him being there that long. And I, to keep that Elise as well. Yeah, yeah, and Elise as well. It's when these people are signing these contracts, it tends to not mean anything as much anymore because you just know that they'll just go for more money. Um, and I think that's all these contracts are doing now. Um, it either keeps them at the club for a long time, and then they get injured or something. It's great because when they come back, they re- get their form. But I just think it's an excuse for them to get more money from from other clubs I think it just gives them. the club a bit more security doesn't it so oh, yeah, there's sure. not much uh, loyalty in football anymore like like we've seen this summer is even Harry Kane's left Tottenham I thought he was the most loyal player of the lot but it's just a bit more security of the club know that if they go they're going to get a decent amount from now and they're not held to ransom at letting them go at a stupid amount yeah, exactly. It. So it benefits them all. But I mean, I, I'm still not convinced on. Um, I think it is Jordan Ayew at Palace, not not Andre. Um, I think it is Jordan. He, I, I think I've never is, yeah. seen either of them as a as a good player. I don't know if that's just me being nasty to them, but there was a, a shot that he had where he got the ball passed to him, and it was an open goal. But he did it like it was softly, you know, like when you know it's an open goal. And you were like, oh, I'll just tap it in. But then a Wolves defender comes sliding across and cleared it off the line. So I don't know if it was him just missing the sitter and being awful or super defending by the uh, Wolves player. But but 3-1, Palace looked uh, the, the team in control. 
Uh, one thing I did notice that the two Wolves goals were headers. So I think they're good at heading this year. <laughs> Hopefully they can head the, the bottom. At least one of the Palace goals are header, so they're not very good at defending them. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they can keep their head above the bottom three. Hey. <laughs> well, I still, again, like my statement at the start of this uh, bit here, is I, I don't really know what to expect from either, this, either of these teams. Uh, but at the minute, both What's teams seem to be doing you? okay. You don't know what you're going to get. I was going to say, Dan, yeah, with, with uh, Super Gary O'Neill in charge, and obviously the transfer window now closed, that lad went to City, didn't he, from Wolves? It only signed from last year. I don't think he did oh, anything. Yes, uh, the, the midfielder, Nunes. Yeah, he volleyed, he volleyed a Brighton player, didn't he? Got sent off and then moved to Man City the following week. So, um, <laughs> But with Gary O'Neill in charge, do, do Wolves stay up? Uh, I think that may, that may be a bigger job than he actually... I think the problem you got is he went to a Bournemouth team that were expecting to go down. Anyway, you look at him and whatever job he was going to do was going to be successful because Bournemouth were expected to go down. Whereas now you're at a wall side that I don't remember exactly where they finished last year, but I'm guessing around mid-table. They, they are a good side, but financially-wise, the club is in turmoil there. So they've got to sell their assets kind of thing. So... He's now being based on where they finished last year, but he's got to do that again with a lesser team, if that makes sense. It's like he's lost. It's like saying, oh, I, I, I can't even base a team, but a, a Manchester United team that lose the best two t- uh, players in the league and then are still expected to win the league. They just wouldn't do it. It's, it if he keeps them up, he will have done what he did at Bournemouth and that's a manager of the season job to me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting where I think it was on match of the day to be fair where the, he got interviewed and they said to him like, oh, did you expect to be managing at Wolves? And he was like, oh, I was on holiday in Portugal two days before the season started and then I was on the touchline and I'm like, well, that ain't the best preparation is it if he's been on the yeah. piss on the it shows that It shows that they weren't even, they wouldn't have considered him for the job. They just wanted someone out of charge and wanted yeah. someone to keep them up in the league. And they knew that he'd done the job before. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Saturday's late kickoff saw two teams from last season's top six meet. And Evan Fer- Ferguson Hattrick put Newcastle to the sword in a, well, how do we say this? A, a battle of two teams with, with opposing views, shall we say. Um, that's three losses in a row for Newcastle, Dan, in a pretty Champions League, pretty tricky, sorry, Champions League group. Should Eddie Howe worry? Definitely not. Don't oh, God. No, he, he shouldn't worry at all. I think in answer to Champions League one, I think that's just like a free hit, to be, to be honest to me. It's like the uh, press are making more of that group than what Newcastle... The group of death, come on. The Geordies didn't expect to be in Europe ne- ne- this year. So, to get that draw of what? Milan, uh, uh, Paris and Dortmund. Come on. This is a dream for them Geordie fans. So, they will be absolute. They'll take whatever they can get from that group. And if they even get third, they'll be happy that that European dream carries on a little bit more. So, I think the press are trying to hide that up than they actually more than what Newcastle are in general, if that makes it. But uh, 
yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I want to say more bad stuff about the Geordies because I've got a few people in the office that are Geordie fans. So, uh, but I can't because I've looked at their fiction. They're probably the what? How many weeks we played? Three or four? Oh. And they're probably yes, and they're probably four of the top six teams in the league that have played. So yeah. you can't really base that t- uh, the performance on on these first weeks. So. But in terms of Brighton, I didn't think until they scored the first goal, I didn't think they uh, were that overpowering of Newcastle. Therefore, Evan Ferguson got the first goal pretty cheaply. But yeah, other than that, the first 25 minutes, Newcastle were well in the game. But yeah, he is a special talent, isn't he? And uh, he'll get pressured into a move soon, sooner rather than later. He's pulled out the Ireland squad, isn't he, as well? Um, I think if he makes, for England. Yeah, if he makes one more appearance, he, he's definitely Irish. So he must have been yeah. on the phone to Old Grealish and uh, Declan Rice going, what did you do, lads? What did you do? So you never know, he might be England's next number nine. Well, have you seen Harry Anderson's done the same? don't even know who he is. Uh, for Scotland. <laughs> Scotland you know Harry him. Anderson. Is he yeah. the lad that drinks down your social? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he plays for Newcastle. All oh, right, okay. Uh, uh, I mean, Harris, you obviously had a bet last year that Eddie Howe gets sacked and he made it through. So, um, what do you reckon? Does Eddie Howe see out this season? I don't know. I was just gonna call. I was just gonna call Dan out on that one. To be fair, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Sorry, do you, do you... Let me put in there. I don't think he'll see out the season, but I don't think the situation of the Champions League is the problem. Right, I think right. he'll definitely make January. Oh, so same. So you want the same bet again then? <laughs> I bet we sat by March. To be to be fair though, you 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 did have an advantage last time because the World Cup actually brought him a lot of time. Uh, I gave you the chance to look at that. Yeah, but I, I didn't, and you you found a loophole in the in hey, the, in the bet. I didn't arrange the World Cup. <laughs> well. I was I was just about to straight up offer that out, Scott. I think I'll, I'll I won't do it on this occasion. I mean, look, Newcastle have had have had a tricky start to the season with Man City, Liverpool, Brighton. They're teams that were performing really well at the start of last uh, last year, and the team that they beat with Villa first game of the season, I believe it was, and yeah. they dominated it. So you, you could you could argue that when they do play the lesser sides, which they've got coming up at the minute, I think they've got Brentford next. I think they'll beat Brentford, Burnley. I don't really know what's happening at Burnley at the minute. And then I think they've got uh, another big club in, in the mix of that, plus obviously the Champions League games. But I, I'm starting to think that Howe is is going to get found out. Um, I think that the way he played last season was good. But I think clubs have warmed to it. And I said that at the start of uh, this season of the pod. I do I do think he will get found out. He's only really made two main signings this year that have cost him 108 million. One of them's Tenali, a defensive midfielder, and one of them's Harvey Barnes. He looked good Barnes. in the first game, though. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, they all did then. Yeah, so, was, so was Barnes. You know, um, Barnes keeps coming on as a sub. I don't think he's starting matches, but it's only two signings you've got there. So you take those two signings out of that team. It's the same Newcastle side as they had last year. So I do, I do think they'll get found out. Uh, I do think they should have strengthened more in the defence side of things. 
Yeah. Obviously, attacking-wise, they've always been quite promising. They're, they're reliant on that Isaac as well, aren't they? So Because yeah. Callum Wilson seems to get injured every every season kind of thing. So, but yeah. uh, we, we can't take anything away from the Brighton team, to be fair. Like, I think we've uh, shied away from them a little, how incredible their start to the season is. And they've, they've got European yeah, they've, football they've and all, haven't they? Pardon? They've got European football and all. Yeah, obviously lost uh, Casado. Yeah. Well, it's like Casado who down there, isn't it, I suppose? <laughs> got Chelsea, innit? They all get lost there, it seems. Where are we going to come to Irish, Irish top? Who, who was? What, Newcastle? Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, you guys went top, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, I don't no, think no, we're no, talking no, about Chelsea. I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't talk about them. Uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Saturday's early kickoff saw the biggest relegation battle of the season so far, where Jordan Pickford was both the villain and the hero as Sheffield United and Everton played out a 2 2 draw. Um, Harris, I guess, what does a point mean for these teams and who's going to be happier? I think Sheffield United will be happier, mainly because that they're the team that uh, have come into the Prem this year. Um, and we've, well, well, Everton won't be happy with getting a point, especially when they they should be beating sides like that. They've got the better side. Um, I, I still see Sheffield United as a championship club. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Sheffield United are happy with that result. Uh, I know their, I think it was their second goal that was a fluke because it bounced off the post and hit Pickford on the back of the head. Oh, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I mean, class, classic brilliant Pickford. Uh, <laughs> classic Pickford, just laughing about it. Yeah, uh, could happen to a nicer uh, bloke. Yeah, I just, I don't understand that guy. His, his arrogance is next level. Um, I quite like, I find it funny. I like it. <laughs> I like to watch it. To be honest. But I tell you I what, think I see a bit of a bit of himself in there. With his tiny arms. <laughs> I mean, Cam- Cameron Archer, good good signing for them. I think there's a loan loan deal from Villa. I think I don't think it's a permanent move. I think he's signed. Oh, yeah, was he? I thought it was like 15 yeah, million quid or something. Yeah, um, very good yeah. signing. And Decore for Everton, good player again. Dan Juma showing that he's actually he is a good player. I think when he was at Spurs, he didn't really achieve that much on his loan deal, but he seems to be firing Everton in the right. Uh, direction here. That's optimistic to say the right direction. Um, Do either of these teams stay up? No, I don't think they do. I think they go down with Luton, to be honest. But if I'm to be proven wrong, I'll go against Adam's comment of I think Everton would be the happier team with the draw. I think Sheffield would need to be looking at these kind of games more as they are the must- Three, they're the they're the, they're, they're the games that you need to get the three points from, whereas Everton probably think they can still step it up a level and they'll probably win the away uh, the home leg if that makes sense. Not so, it's not uh, European football, but I know what you mean. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no way like, goals in the prem. Yeah, no, I mean like the return. Uh, yeah, just a quick leg. <laughs> just doing a quick scan of this, Dan. Do you do you still think Everton are going to finish eleventh, like you predicted at the start of the season? <laughs> I think they'll have a great January, and yes, they will. <laughs> oh God, if Sean Dyche is uh, still there in January, Christ! I think Damari Gray was causing a lot of problems at the club, and I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll start to kick yeah, on but, now. 
How can you play for a manager who doesn't respect their views? <laughs> Ask oh, Tom yeah. Harris. <laughs> uh, Friday night saw the first Premier League game at Kenilworth Road as West Ham gained another win to see them in the mix for the Champions League spots at this stage of the season. Whilst there was a bit of a late penalty shoot, uh, shout, Dan, should Derby fans be excited about the potential of their record finally being broken? Oh, boy, should they? This, this team is embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. It's, I don't know. I think the only positive thing is that they're going to go to visit 19 other grounds. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really know where to go with this team. It's, they've got nothing great, really, have they? It's, uh... I, okay, so, the scoreline abs- absolutely flatters Luton here because West Ham controlled it. And I think they fell asleep at the 90th minute and gave Luton a goal. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't really know where to go because I look at all their all the players in their team and there's no one that shouts out uh, talent other than, uh, is it Ross Barkley? And he's yeah. even a Premier League reject in, in, in some... Uh, Aspect. So, yeah, no, it's going to be a long old season for them. And if they've come here thinking they've got a chance of staying up, then they've got a long, long season ahead. Yeah. I We don't get a lot of championship football out here in Madagascar. So, um, I didn't watch much of it last season. You're the lower league expert. But um, Luton looked tosh. Um, Burnley and Sheffield United, neither of them have won yet. Do any of the relegated sides stay up? Do any of them win? <laughs> Well, funny enough, Luton have actually got a better goal difference than Burnley, and I'm surprised at that. I thought Burnley would have done, been doing a lot better. Because everyone seems in Spurs, don't they? Yeah, well, everyone seems to rave about Burnley and Vincent. Cooper, I think so. The thing we've got to look at is it that of the three teams, they're the they're the team that want to actually try and score and to win games. You have to score. Uh, who do Burnley? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've only scored one goal more than... No, but they're Luton. trying to attack. They, like Scott says, they've <laughs> played the best teams. Uh, yeah, poor Luton have played Chelsea, West Ham. Anyone one week and still probably lost. Hey, it's not our fault they didn't have their ground ready. Uh, Christ. I, I, Aris, like, I don't know. I, West Ham, anything... No, I, mean, I thought West Ham played all right, but anyone will look good against um, Luton. Uh, 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 they've had a good start to the season again, and I'm surprised at that because they've lost Declan Rice. But I do think, and you know, Dan criticised it last time, James Ward-Prowse, good midfielder, could get in any of that Premier League side. I do think <laughs> he works wonders for the club. No, um, actually, listen to uh, Rio Ferdinand's interview, and I totally agree. James Ward-Prowse has come out and played really well. How is he not in that England squad? Like, we're oh. changing the subjects a little, but we'll speak about this after, actually. You give the, give your verdict on this a little yeah. first. I mean, this, your question about Sheffield United, uh, United, Luton and Burnley coming up, it does make me question what the level of the championship's like. Because <laughs> they absolutely, oh, well, Burnley battered it. Sheffield United did really well. Uh. And... I'm just glad Cov didn't come up because that would have just been as bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, um, 
Yeah, Premier League, I guess that's what that's what it is. The Premier League, there is no Premier League this week, boys. Um, having a bit of a break. Um, I've got to be honest, I don't think any of us are that bothered about international football in September. Hey, Scott, actually, I've, I've got to interrupt you there. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your thought on the England selection? As I mentioned in the previous one, it was Rio Fernandes brought out. Uh, so he's not brought James Ward Prowse, who's performing for West Ham. Yeah, he's brought in a Harry Maguire and a Karen Phillips that have played less minutes. Where do we go forward with this England team? I've got to be honest, mate. Um, I don't, I, the only game I know England are playing is the old Harris derby uh, against Ukraine. But other than that, Scotland I don't know who they're well. playing. I don't Scotland. know who they're playing. And you could probably just rock up with 10, or, 10, ten lads from England and they'll probably hammer whoever they're playing. Oh, it's we pointless at this time of year, isn't it? It's pointless. Absolutely pointless. These games, like the season's just got going. Why are we playing international football? And uh, like you obviously already know my views on Southgate. You know, get the bloke out of the, you know, out the job. Send him over to Saudi Arabia. Send him over there. Um, get someone <laughs> proper in charge. Um, but you know, could uh, will I be watching it? No, I tell you what, I will be watching this weekend. I've got even less interest in is the bloody rugby world cup. I'll watch that. Over international football in September. I'll be watching that as well, to be fair. <laughs> I, I for one, won't be watching that, but my views are also with you on this, Scott, and, and you, Dan. You know, the, the team okay, selection. So, I feel so, like he just picks where, a name out of a hat, and it's just the same names every every time. Okay, so there aren't very many names in the hat, is there? There's a Diego Harris that is getting dropped by the social on Sundays. <laughs> hey, yeah, Jordan Henderson's been doing doggies up some like desert in Saudi Arabia, and he's coming back for a game. Right, it's a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. But even um, I don't even think Madison will get game time, and he's been playing great for Spurs. And yeah, you know, I, it's players like that that I'm glad they get called up, but then they get left out. And then did Sancho get called up? No. No, that's relief. It's just there's no aim for any English player if if Southgate's going to carry on doing that. Uh as long as, as long as uh, you know Harris gets all his fans sending him when they play the old Ukraine, that's all that matters, isn't it? <laughs> Boys, let's talk. Let's talk fancy football, shall we? Um, yeah, let's. <laughs> Well, let's start with you then, Harris. Um, it's still not ideal, is it? Um, I suppose you've moved up slightly. You're now, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, sixth bottom. You know, I think the last time we spoke about it, you were bottom. So, you know, you're on the move. <laughs> exactly. 88 points. And I think that's like the the second highest in in the match week for the for the, the guys. So, sorry, uh, third. Well done, Adam. Fourth. Well done, Adam. All right, fourth. fourth. It is fourth. What it, look. I had a slow start. A lot of defenders are out. I've made some changes. I put Deck Rice in. Well, Deck Rice was already in. He scored. Odegaard scored. Haaland scored. Son got a hat trick. You know, feel sorry for the three lads that got hat tricks. So only two of them have been mentioned. So well done, Son, for getting your uh, your hat trick in that game. I appreciate you. You almost got to cap my team. <laughs> Thank you, he ain't Son. He's going to do that every week, though, is he? Damn no. it. There's just three points between me and you. Um, I'm ahead by three points, so you're on the march. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they call me Jesse March. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, 
No, <laughs> I had a few few bad weeks at the start, and now I've made a few transfers, and I'm, I'm on the way back up. I'll be topped by Christmas, Scott. Just you listen to that. All right, all right. Well, we'll give a shout-out to um, a chap called Josh Matters, um, who actually joined the league late, so he's bottom of the league. But he got 94 points in the week, and uh, he's only five points behind uh, someone that started the entire season. Um, so uh, if your name's Chris Goodwin, I'd, I'd watch out if I was you because you might uh, might soon be bottom of the league. And that is about two the, start. Such... that is very impressive. Yeah, well, well done, Josh. But Chris, 56 points when everyone's averaging around 80. That is awful. And I looked at your team. You need to do something about that team. So, Josh, keep up the good work. Can Not too say, well, though, so I don't want you to overtake me. Can I just say, Josh, what are you doing with Anderson from Palace at the back? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if you need uh, some advice, call me. <laughs> uh, Super Six, boys. Let's move on to the Super Six. Um, ah, look, it's very tight, I'll be honest. It's five points that separate top down to... One from bottom, but I do, Harris, you are definitely bottom. And when I say bottom, you're a long way off bottom as well. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've missed some weeks. I definitely <laughs> missed last week. I feel Have like... you been watching football or cricket? <laughs> you, you know, we you keep missing out on the Tony Treble and it's normally you. This is proof that it, it, it is you. <laughs> we'll soon see about that. Uh, uh, well, on, on mid-table, mid-table, another solid week, but... Uh, Jamie Stewart has moved up from fourth to top. So he must have had a heck of a week last week. So, um, but yeah, there's only four points in it, five points in it for everybody else. So, you know, everyone other than Harris, keep going because you're in with a chance of winning. But um, yeah, <laughs> if you're Harris, you may as well give up. <laughs> Let's talk Tony Treble, boys. Uh, last week, last week, um, just. Well, Alessa, normally it's Harris that lets us down, but Harris, you actually had a winner last week. That's yeah, first, first, Berlin, so, um, first winner in four weeks. I'm well happy with that. Uh, I I had Arsenal to beat Man U, so we're on, you know we're looking good. We're looking good. Dan, do you remember who you had? Well, because I seen Adam went a bit risky. I thought I'll go a bit risky as well, choosing Chelsea to beat Forest. Oh. And uh, yeah, I thought they'd won it this week. You know, yeah. I, I was looking at it thinking Spurs won, Arsenal won, Chelsea won. Ch- Chelsea won. No. 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 You're right, Adam. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, th- I think we missed the trick here. I think that Alanga is absolute. He's an ex-Messi to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, sorry I let you down, guys. Yeah, so we're gonna, there's no Premier League. Uh, I know we do chuck the odd odd uh, championship and league one team on from time to time but we're going to do something a bit different after slagging off the the England game we're now we're now going to put a treble on it aren't we so um <laughs> all I want we're going to, we're going to have a bit of a bet builder going so I want one thing to happen in the Ukraine England game uh let Dan let's start with you you've got to make it up so where are you taking us well I'm going to I'm going to go that we're going to win this quite comfortably so I'm going to go England to win minus one Scott I think it's in Poland, isn't it? So, a bit of a test, bit of a test. But okay, uh, Harris, you what are you reckoning? Uh, are we at home or away? Oh, uh, away. <laughs> You've just Poland's said it's in Poland. Yeah. Unless, unless you live in Poland, then you're at home, I suppose. But 
Bobby should have listened to that. Sorry, Scott. Um, I'm going to go over 11 corners. That's a lot of corners. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, then. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a novelty. Let's get it right out there. I want to go. There's a red card. Oof. Oof. Hopefully not for uh, England. Only because... Can you bet on there being a penalty? Yeah, I think you can. Okay, I changed my mind. There'll be a penalty in the game then. That, that's what we'll go if, with. If not, back the red card. Yeah, if you, can't bear, if you can't bear a penalty, put the red card on. But if you can back the penalty, go for the penalty. Uh, that's, that's what I reckon. Uh, penalty, penalty red card. Let's go for it. Yeah, all four. <laughs> uh, so, what's the trouble then? We've got England England minus one, over 11 corners, and a penalty in the game. So, we'll find out what the odds are, and we'll stick it all over social media. And maybe maybe this is the week that we win. You never, ever know. I'm sure there's loads of people that are going to be backing our bet with our record. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing, boys. Uh, um, just, a, just a mystery footballer to go. So... Let's start starting with last week's. Um, I'll give you a quick recap. Um, he started his career at Arsenal in 1985 and played there for 12 years. After a year at Middlesbrough, he made over 100 appearances for Aston Villa. He also had successful stints at Portsmouth and Walsall. He's on TV often for all kinds of reasons and his love for CBD treatment sees him regularly advertising on social media. Now, you both had a couple of guesses last time, but you couldn't get it. Have you had any thoughts since? No, I just, I, after listening to those, uh, uh, again, I no, I'd still be saying the same. Harris, I mean, I, I was I was struggling because unfortunately, you're right. The two guesses that me and Dan gave off air were completely wrong. Uh, so <laughs> we we won't go with who they were. Um, I I took it to the office at work and uh, I read out the questions and I got the answer. So I have I have got the answer for you here, Scott. What's the answer, Harris? It's Paul Merson. Hey, finally. Wow. It is Paul Merson. Yeah. I thought that was so, an easy one to get started as well. I really did. No, I, I mean, I don't know why I was so adamant that I'd did seen him on TV. Did someone straight away, Adam? No, 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 no. Uh, the lads did. The lads did. Yeah, uh, and both. to be fair, we've got a few mentioned on social media, but the first one to get it was a chap called... JR underscore illustrations. It basically came in straight away with the answer. So um, I didn't think it was that hard, and nor, nor did JR illustrations either. Um, yeah, maybe we need to get a harder one next time. Yeah. I tell you what, I'll give you one for this week to have a think over. But from next week, maybe we'll change when we do this. Maybe we'll do it at the start so you can have a bit of think, bit of a think whilst we're doing the pod. Um, but for this week, here's your mystery footballer and see if you can have a think and give me the answer in next week's pod. So our mystery footballer uh, had a move from Modena in 2004, which saw him make 25 appearances for Portsmouth. After a year, he moved to West Brom, making 60 appearances and scoring 12 goals. A four-year stint at Fulham also saw him make loan appearances at Celtic and Leicester. His celebration was synonymous at all his clubs and with Senegal, where he made over 50 appearances. Have you got any initial thoughts, boys? I think Dan has, because he's celebrating like a child. <laughs> I, I think I, I know who it is, but I, and think, I think Dan's knowing... doing a celebration, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I didn't know that this player played at Fulham, if I'm honest. So that that clue did throw me out a bit. Uh, and I didn't know it was from Senegal, so it might not be the person I'm thinking of. And oh, yeah. again, uh, I'm not going to say it on air in case I'm. Yeah. Dan's going to go through all his Senegalese celebrations before next week's pod. No, I, I was thinking of two players and. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to say too much. No, not on air anyway. I don't want to ruin it to the listeners, but I think I might have an inkling on who it could be. Yeah, that's All a right. good one. So we'll get it out on social media. We'll get it on uh, at TSL Pod for uh, on Twitter um, or X as it's called nowadays, isn't it? So we'll get it all over there. So come and come and give us a follow. Uh, get involved with the mystery footballer. Any anything recommendations on the pod? Uh, what you want to see added? Uh, all taken away, I guess, uh, as long as it's not us. Um, otherwise, boys, we've, we've not much Premier League football and a Rugby World Cup to watch um, or not watch. Um, enjoy your I'll see you both later. See you later, lads. See you. Take care.